Hey, what's going on there, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is Wednesday, the 13th of April, 2022. Coming up on Easter weekend, and uh, there's a lot of enthusiasm in the air, especially when, when it combined this beautiful weather we had today. Really, really nice. Just really, really nice. Brilliant sunshine. I think it was 80 degrees or 83 degrees I might have seen. 75 degrees right now. I wasn't podcasting, I'd open up my windows, put the rag top down so my hair can blow. Let's see. So, I'm going to hit you with some uh, positivity right now. Of course, today was a good day for me. It's always a good day when you're helping folks contagious. May help helpfulness and uh, charity and empathy go viral. May they spread throughout the land. May we take all our frustrations and all of our stresses and our worries and heal them by just taking care of ourselves and taking care of other people. To use our strengths to lift other people up. Right? What a fucking simple concept. Having a bad day, find somebody to help. Find a worthwhile, peaceful mission to contribute to. Try to find the good in the world, you know? At one point today, let's see, I mean, I had all kinds of characters in my office, on my table, at one of my favorite families, they all come in together, the kids <clears throat> grew up living across the street from the office, they'd come in and we'd play Disney music and talk about, you know, what was going on in their world, and the kids are so wide-eyed and gentle, and the daughter was the firstborn, she was so scared of Dr. Rowe to start, you know, she was very quiet and, um, didn't engage that much, but we talked about princesses and we talked about Disney shows and talked about horses and things that she liked and what's going on with the family. And before you know it, this little girl started growing up and now she's in kindergarten or first grade, might be in first grade. And her little brother was born at some point a year or so later, maybe several years later, or three years apart, and he was a little swaddled baby in a carriage. Next thing you know, he's on two feet running around. Now he's coming in saying, Dr. O, I did this, and he's doing, squeezing his muscles, putting his arms above his head, doing double bicep poses, and they're such a great family have them come in and they 
there's a whole routine that we do. We put on Disney music and I talk to them and hear their stories while I'm working on their parents. And it just, I can tell the whole family just loves the tradition of just going to see Dr. Rowe. Once a month, something like that. They come in, they show up, pile out of the car, and they're growing up. And I have no doubt that I'm going to see these kids and their parents for the foreseeable future. They're going to be coming to me and, you know, leaning on me for to take some of the stress away, to take some of their mechanical problems, their aches and pains away. I do. With my chiropractic techniques and with love. Just to care about people, man. And the trust that goes into a family. What is more sacred than a family unit? Good old American family coming into my office. And they just... They're taken care of. They know that they're in a safe place. They know that I have their best interest in mind. That I want to hear about what's going on in their world. And that I want to make them move better, feel better have a few laughs with them and they're carrying on and other patients are coming in and <laughs> there's a lot of shit going on you know, kids they gotta go to the bathroom two or three times there's just a lot going on another another family comes in they bring their little son I gave recently gave them a great white shark that I carved several years ago I had it out in front of the office kid loves dinosaurs, he loves sharks especially, so I said you know what, I think it's time for a change I think that this shark would be better you know, better spot for him would be at your house I spent hours <clears throat> working on that shark but you know I made it for a reason I want somebody, I love sharks but or one of my totem animals but it's better for this little boy to have that shark, you know? To go out there and see it and remember that he got it from Dr. O and that what a great memory. And the father came in today and said, Yeah, you know, we got it's been a stressful week. <laughs> you know? And there there was an energy that they're talking about. that the parents were stressed out for various reasons and then the son might have had a bad day at nursery school or whatever they all got in the car and said you know what we're not gonna let's just do a reset they talked about it. they're a little family of three and everybody just kind of took a deep breath and just moved on that's all we can do on sometimes and some days but I'll tell you, it's truly an honor to have these people in my life and just to, to get a little peace, to be part of their life, to contribute in some small way, positivity and friendship and my adjustments. They're not purely mechanical. We're adjusting all kinds of things, right? We're exchanging thoughts and jokes and beautiful spring day. I mean, it was so freaking nice today. 
this warmer weather, I can tell people around they got really have a spring in their step. Get it, spring. <laughs> You know, I'm excited uh, to get out and shed my winter coat. Then maybe all I'll have left over is uh, some spring rolls. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I don't know if uh, February loves March, but April may. <laughs> it's a little joke. Make people laugh. Make them think. Fuck it, right? So, what's good news for today? That's all good news. I mean, that's whistling while you work, talking to people, laughing with them. There's a guy that I treat. He's from Bang... Uh, um, he's Bengalese. He's from ba he's Bengali. He's from Bengal, right? It's a neighbor of India. It's a separate country. I've treated a bunch of patients from there before. I asked him about where he's from. His little village, you know. What's it? A couple thousand people over there. His parents live here. He married, but he didn't marry. He didn't do an arranged marriage, and he's into cars, and he's a real smart guy, and. Uh, we talk about all kinds of shit. Just a nice fucking guy. And, uh, ooh, I just smelled. I used some freshly cut grass. It smelled like the, uh, the green onions in the grass. Those wild onions. We run over those with a lawnmower. See? Just in my description of that, you probably can smell those wild onions. How incredible is that? talking to this guy from, he was Bengali, about where he's from and what he does and he's, what's his wife's name and how, you know, he's <clears throat> we're talking about his culture and what it's like, man, learn about other countries. <clears throat> I think that's fucking awesome. It's neat. That's good news. That's exciting. But there was some good news I just spied my little eye. Before I left the office, I looked on the Facebook ticker news, and there was a teacher, wherever. The kid was drinking a water bottle, and he had the cap on the fucking water bottle, and he, he choked on the cap. So he comes running around, his cap is in his fucking gullet. He's choking. He points to his throat and runs over the teacher. The teacher turns him around and gives him the Heimlich maneuver. Two, three, four, five times, out comes the cap. And a shitload of water and puke and everything else. And then the kid's still standing there wide-eyed, you know, pointing at his throat, crying. I've talked about this before, probably 
having to do with immediate actions, right? The immediate actions that we must take in the cases of emergency. There's immediate actions in most every situation, right? But when somebody is choking like that and they can't get air, something goes down the wrong pipe, something just conveniently sized so that it finds its way into your friggin' airway, your trachea, usually the right primary bronchus. I just mentioned this before. The anatomy of the the trachea, which is <clears throat> your windpipe, it's pretty cool actually. It's there are rings that go around the trachea, which are cart- made of cartilage. The cartilage it it's a structural. It's got a bunch of um, functions, right? But the structure of cartilage is such that it can kind of get, it gives the nose shape and the ears shape, right? And also the trachea gives the trachea shape. So in that way, it's a structural cartilage. Keeps your airway open. And as the trachea comes down, it's a long tube. It's right uh, in the front or anterior to your esophagus. That's how you swallow things. Go down your esophagus. That goes down behind the trachea or your windpipe. And then the trachea is going to split into two primary bronchi. There's a left and a right. And the right bronchi, the angle of the right bronchus is a little bit more straight down. So if you're going to choke onto something, a water fucking bottle cap or something, whatever piece of food, usually gets lodged. About 60% of the time it gets lodged in the right main bronchus. And so what do you do? Heimlich maneuver? Hey, you've got pressure inside of your lungs. You've got, they're filled with air. And so, by push, by uh, thrusting in and up, you are forcing the air out of the lungs. You're effect- effectively knocking the wind out of um, out of a person in order to allow them to reventilate. Right? We're taking all that air, and imagine if you take a bottle cap and you uh, take an empty water bottle and you rest the bottle cap on, and then you squeeze it real quick what happens. That bottle cap, through the force of the air, it blows off the top. That's what you're trying to do with choking. You've basically got something plugged in your airway, and you're going to, you want to eject it from where it's lodged. So this woman teacher turns this kid around and fucking thrusts. She knew what to do. She had trained. She probably thought maybe she'd never use it, or maybe she'd done it multiple times. I don't know. She's a fucking hero. Okay, a hero. It was a circumstance, and she acted. She acted correctly, and because of that, it was a happy ending. That story had a happy ending. So, you know, look for the good things out there, the joy in your life, the small things, the little sincere conversations. I had a conversation. Twenty people that I had conversations with learned about their day and what's going on in their lives and what they're doing for Easter and um, it just it was a good beautiful day good feeling day helping people the door was wide open kids bogey was home with the kids so 
we could leave that front door wide open, and I had to go from switch from fucking heat to air conditioning because, man, it was stuffy in there. I started to sweat like a motherfucker. I talked to somebody else, um, family that um, they own a barn, like a horse barn, you know, and. They're confiding in me about some drama that was taking place around people who um, who board their horses there. You know, people who who compete. You know, who are serious equestrians. Who and these people manage this barn and they take care of the horses and they they teach you know proper equestrian this and that and. There are some clients, there are some people who are showing their ass. You know, they are, figuratively speaking, you know, they are acting out and fighting amongst one another. And you find themselves in the unenviable position to try to referee this whole thing and not allow drama in their, you know, in their midst. And it's difficult because... You want to help people. You want to, you want to be kind. You want to um, try to sort things out. Try to mediate. It's tough sometimes. Because people could be assholes. There's all kinds of ways that we can see the beauty, be the beauty. You know, listen to a friend, talk to them about what they got going on in their lives. Hear them. Give them a hug. You know, stand out in the in the fucking sunshine with them, talk to them about the spring, and better th- better times are to come, and at a time in this world where there's all this crazy ass drama and bullshit going on, you know, all the, the shit storm that is this world, unfortunately, right now, it's nice when you can smell the fucking roses, or smell the wild onions, Freshly cut, a manicured lawn, isn't it? So, if you listen to this podcast, I suggest you do that. You be a fucking hero, and you strive to whistle while you work, and be kind, and hear people out. And I tell you, whenever I Whenever I do this, I have a good day. And I do this four days a week. Five days a week. This is my role. I help people with my hands. I help people with my heart. I try to be the hero in this journey in some small way every day. think that that is, uh, that is the key for me, you know, just, and I think that it can help other people realize that you can be, like, you know, don't, I'm not saying I'm like a superhero or anything like that, I'm saying, like, you can elect, you can make the conscious decision to look on the bright side of life and bring joy to not only 
your own life, but to others' life. And you can enrich in the whole living experience by just giving a shit about people. And how cool is that? cool is that? That's really cool. Alright, love and respect. I am going to see my family, get some dinner, play with my dog, hit the rack, I'll do it all over again tomorrow. Love and respect to all, I wish you a happy Easter, and may he rise. Huh!